brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Today, we're talking about parenting special needs children. You know, parenting a child with a a special need, whether it's a physical disability, a learning delay, emotional challenge, developmental disorder, it, it really requires the acquisition of very specific skills such as caregiving, advocacy, you know, and it's a real demand on a commitment on time and energy that can really jeopardize people's careers, their marriages, their connections with other children. And while every child's particular need may be different, you know, a lot of experts advise parents, do not let your own physical and mental well-being decline. And that is critical. You know, following in some expert advice on maintaining relationships and well-being in special needs families, there's there's more detailed information uh, that I'm going to be talking about later. But some of these disabilities can be as simple as ADHD, anxiety, autism, depression, developmental disorders, eating disorders, learning disabilities, oppositional defiant disorders, suicidal ideation, medical issues, uh, you know, accidents that may have happened. You know, it just goes on and on and on and on of what could cause a child to be disabled. And and for parents to maintain self-care while caring for special needs children is very important. You know, if your life revolves around caregiving, including the parents of special needs, children, there are inherent risks that can jeopardize both your own well-being and that of people that they care for. And so insufficient management of your own stress is critical. And as you care for others, that can lead to emotional burnout, feelings of hopelessness, uh, helplessness, and, and also paralysis. And experts also advise parents to find a, a, a practice that works for them, whether it's therapy, whether it's exercise, mindfulness, or another approach. You know, it, it may bring on feelings of guilt, but caregiving parents need to redirect some of their energy to self-care and remind themselves that these efforts will directly benefit their child. You know, and so how can we do that? You know, in every family, parents uh, uh, consciously or not build a co-parenting alliance a division of labor to support children and uphold their own responsibilities to their careers and each other. And in a special needs family, the alliance becomes even more critical. So when parents don't share consistent approach, a child who requires consistency may struggle. So parents must openly discuss their inclinations with each other and how they can adapt, work together to create a liable uh, home environment. And they always need to emphasize attention, nurturing, and affection. It also is more important for parents not to negotiate or contradict each other, especially in front of their child. And that goes with any child, whether it's healthy or not healthy. You know, instead, parents may want to hold regular family meetings between themselves and with their children and discuss their plans and concerns and display unity and cooperation. But above all, you know, you need to be urged that couples 
Don't let your marriage or your romantic connection fade. That can be critical, even if it's just scheduling a periodic date night. Couples must understand that maintaining their bond will help maintain their family. And, and, you know, you've got to resist this urge, and it's very instinctual. You know, when a, a parent has – parents have children who have special needs, they want to fix them, and, and they want to fix everything around them so that they can thrive. And there are many things a parent can do for their child to help them learn, gain independence, develop social needs, but they may not be able to fix their child's underlying condition. And, and it's very important to identify the ways a child can achieve in the moment, especially coming to understand some of the ways to reframe aspects of their condition. You know, put it in a positive light, whether it's energy, imagination, focus, curiosity, create a more positive home environment for everyone and focus on what they can do rather than what they can't do. That's a critical component. You know, there's a lot of research out there that shows that more than half of children diagnosed with ADHD are disliked by their peers. They're twice as likely to have no reciprocated friendships as other children and hampered with less developmental social skills as are many other children with special needs. They often struggle to bond with peers, sometimes leading to frustration and anger that only distance them further. And so unfortunately, those children are often unaware of their social defects. And, and so calm guidance, support from parents during interactions with their kids has to help because you want to prepare your kids for social interactions so they have internal scripts to call on when things don't go according to plan. And so, you know, parents can also focus on individual friendships rather than a general negative reputation among a larger peer group. You know, you want to have a warm, supportive relationship with parents especially parents that have uh, children in common with you. And that could be very comforting and it can also build their social skills. You know, you know the, the, the special education uh, refers not a place or even a specific classroom, but a set of services within sometimes a, a school that's focused on delivering smaller classrooms, specially trained staff, structure, consistency, greater confidence, and relatable peers. And, and special education services are not only for children with physical and developmental uh, disabilities. In, in, in most districts, special education programs are also available to kids with emotional mental illness as well as boys and girls who struggle to control their emotions, and, and so they can be disruptive in a classroom. And, and so a child may spend all or part of the day in special education rooms programming and, and may and may not have periods integrated with other students in their school, but it's important a step for a family to find out the services available in your community and advocate for your child receiving the help they need. And sometimes you're going to get pushback from schools because it may come out of their school budget. And so, you know, you also uh, a lot of kids that have special needs are also uh, predispositioned to depression, um, you know, and, and so it's often difficult for parents to detect these critical red flags. But studies find that parents are generally overconfident in their ability to identify depression in their children. And then kids report that they are unlikely to share depressive feelings with parents because they may not even be aware of, of those feelings and what they are. And so, you know, children may believe parents don't listen to them and that parents are too eager to jump in and, and try to fix everything or that they will insist to 
it's temporary uh, phase. You know, many kids don't want to scare their parents. You know, mothers and fathers who want their children to feel they can open up about depression should demystify the condition by speaking of it openly, including their own experiences, and identify other adults and children that may be willing to speak also. Teachers, doctors, all kinds of people have had depression. And so it, you want to make sure that a child does not feel alone in that particular type of diagnosis. And, and also, many kids, especially teenagers, contemplate suicide. And their parents may never know. But there are a set of risk factors, aside from clinical depression, that may make a child more prone to suicidal ideation, to which parents should pay very, very close attention. You know, most children with one or more of them uh, may never consider suicide, but anxiety is a significant factor. You know, as individuals with anxiety are 10 times more likely than others to have suicidal thoughts. Also, sleep disturbances. Sleep is huge. And, and having been the victim of violence, is also a risk factor. You know, keeping a child's uh, immediate home environment safe, helping a child learn to use internal coping strategies like exercising or drawing, and also reaching out to individuals the child trusts can be really important towards safety planning. You know, we, we're, we're talking in, in particular uh, regarding these special needs children and taking care of them that we need to have an idea and an understanding that mental health oftentimes comes with, especially children that have medical issues or anything else. You know, when a child is living with a disorder like anorexia, uh, you know, a, a, parent, a parent may naturally believe that more effort they put into caring for the child, urging them uh, to eat, uh, they they should or or overcome their unhealthy beliefs about their bodies. But oftentimes, that's not the case. Anorexia, for instance, is a, a, a way that a child demonstrates control of themselves. And so it's a control issue rather than an eat issue. You know, it's not the case. Rather than feeling guilty that they have not given up everything to help, they may instead I uh, have to come to grips with the idea that they have done all they can and they need to get help outside of the home. That would include a therapist and that would include a doctor working with a therapist. You know, many, many parents embrace their empty nest when children graduate high school or college and begin primarily living away from home. You know, for other families, there's a very difficult shift from a mix of caregiving and reliable time while a child is in school, more often changing and challenging the period that may involve closer full-time caregiving. The fact is, is that after a child may graduate high school, they may choose to or not to go to college. And the fact is that if it's a special needs child, quite frankly, there's a high likelihood that they're going to spend their life living with their parents, and their parents may end up being their caregivers until they pass. And I'm not talking about the child. I'm talking about the adults, but also children. That can happen in that case also. But many parents you know, look at the idea that they have to plan not just for the time that a child is seeking their education, but they have to also plan for the child's life and understand that they may or may not be able to leave home. You know, all parents will have an occasional bad day and question why they've had kids in the first place. Yet for parents with kids of special needs, these parents will have deeper resentment, even if those uh, uh, resenting moments last only 10 or 20 seconds, you know, they 
often think in terms of this is going to be hopeless. This is helpless. Why am I doing this? Why am I spending all this time doing this? And the fact is, is that that is your child. And we have to do that out of love. And the fact is, if you believe in God, maybe this is your testimony, how you take care of your child. You know, with special needs children, they often require that you teach and reteach and reteach, and some of the same lessons until the child learns. And what happens when the student doesn't learn is the parent understandably feels frustrated. So parents need positive reinforcement to keep chugging along when they don't get the reinforcement they need if the child doesn't learn lessons quickly. And in that way, the parent's experience leads to a sort of crisis of faith. And, and that is where people begin to question themselves. Am I making a difference? You know, where do I go from here? What kind of resources available? Hopelessness steps in. And that's why we have to build community from a very young uh, period of when a child is disabled. We need to build that network around ourselves and around our children to help ourselves get a break, to help our child, our, ourselves have understanding and people that are there for us. You know, um, being the mother of a, a child with mental illness is also associated with high levels of distress and depression where uh, the woman tends to blame herself for what is happening. You know, or if you're a, a working adult, um, you may have the ability to come home from work and unwind if you're by yourself. But the fact is, when you work and then come home to kids with special needs, there's always work to get to do. But when you come home to special needs kids, there's rarely a moment of peace until it's time for bed if you're lucky. And so the truth is, this is a very, very hard job. And that's why support is so important for the parents who have special needs children. You know, when people talk about children uh, that, 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 that are draining, you know, it's amazing because we may feel like those people are critical or selfish. But the truth is that special needs children are more draining than any other child. And, and leaving parents often too tired to figure out where to go to get their own emotional needs met. You know, it, it's it's amazing that, you know, we want to find people that we can lean on. We want to find people in the medical community that are experts. We want to find people in a religious community that may be able to stand with us. You know, it's very important to find people that have common problems so we're not always reinventing the wheel. You know, uh, uh, it's very important to unleash your frustration, uh, but not unleash it on people who don't deserve it. And so, you know, venting is a very important component of life. And we in marriage owe it to each other to be able to vent on each other. That's a very important thing to know that we're just letting out steam. We're not trying to direct our energy to hurt anybody. You know, there, there's all kinds of negative effects that can take place if we vent uh, and, and do it in a way that is going to be hurtful, especially towards people who are helping us or even the special needs child themselves. You know, you need a lot of help, you know, psychotherapists, tutors, medical specialists, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So, so parents are lucky that if they have a family who are available and interested in helping, uh, others feel isolated and alone because they don't have the support they need. So it's, you know, it's natural to confide in friends about the details of your life, particularly.
particularly when you're upset and you need some emotional support, but you also want to let them know that you may be venting. You may not be trying to take it out on them. And that's a very important component to maintain relationships and allow people to understand that you just need them for that. You know, uh, your memory uh, also may get impaired if you're dealing with a special needs child because they have more appointments than than you can count. And, and and they may have more people involved and more medical people, more therapists and more specialists and more, you know, uh, uh, physical therapy. There's all kinds of things that a child needs with special needs. And, and that may impair your memory. So you want to be very careful to take care of yourself. Vitamin B complex, um, you know, uh, Prevagen is a really good thing to help your memory. Also, uh, 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 flaxseed oil or omega-3s are very good to help you with your memory, you know, but it's very important to get your rest and take care of yourself so that you can caretake for your child. You know, it's very important to understand that we also have to manage our anger. Rage is what is a very destructive thing. And so it's very important that we understand that there's two routes to rage. One is disrespect, which is somebody's not listening to me. And the other is fear. And when you have a special needs child, you have both ingredients going on constantly. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk a bit more about parenting special needs children. Come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. 
Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about raising special needs children, and it's very important, once again, for parents to take care of themselves. You know, there, there's a very important thing to remember that, that, that life is an experiment and that you're better off having as many experiments as possible. You know, there's a lot of negative effects that can affect a person caring for special needs children, and you don't want to be shy about sharing negative thoughts and feelings. There's way too much pressure in our culture to pretend that parenting is a total pleasure and that good parents love each other every minute of it. That type of pressure simply adds to the stress that parents of special needs kids have. And so let's all agree to be less absolutist when talking about the experience of parenting. You know, overall, parenting brings a mix of experiences, as does life and in general. It's really not positive or negative. It's it's too wild of a journey to be neatly defined by a word or two. But, you know, you want to feel strongly about the value of parenting, especially when you're adopting a child who didn't have a home. You know, there's so many ways that special needs children can affect a parent's life. But, you know, we want to know that our child's well-being is taken care of by taking care of our well-being. You know, uh, you want to also model healthy coping skills. You know, you can help your children learn how to deal with their emotions in a healthy way by modeling coping skills at home. And you can engage in these skills with your child or talk to them through doing them on their own. You know, something like taking a time out and calling a time back can be very, very helpful for any person. And, and I would advise the time out to be one minute for every year of your life. And that would be the best approach. Also, deep breathing, using stress balls, making art, painting, coloring, doodling, you know, uh, going for walks can be a great strategy for coping with feelings. The other thing is, is don't forget that your child has an adult inside them. And what's really important is if you're always parenting them, telling them what to do, setting all the rules not giving them options, what's going to happen is eventually as they get older, they will rebel. And so the deep, deep, deep personal need of you to parent has to be uh, balanced with the idea that you also can teach, talk to your child like an adult and you can set boundaries like an adult. You don't have to yell, you know, yell and scream and sing an opera to them. You can actually treat them like an adult and say, you know, I'm really upset that you said this. I was disappointed that you didn't do this, and um, you know this is how it affected me, and, and just basically stating it that simple, not using your your verbosity, not using your tone, not using your parent voice. You know, oftentimes people in marriage have a lot of trouble because they get parented by their spouse, and if a spouse has a habit of doing that, they're going to drive their partner absolutely crazy. You also want to watch with children. You want to watch for behavior changes. You know, it's very normal for kids to go through changes in behavior while progressing through different developmental stages. But with special needs kid, you want to notice that your child has become more withdrawn or isolated from friends, family, or routine. It may be a sign that they're experiencing a situation or a feeling that they don't know how to process. And so you want to check in with them and let them know that you're there and you're ready to support them however they need it. And that 
that goes for special needs or healthy children. You, you know, you also want to keep communication, uh, communication open and honest. It's very important that your child knows that they can approach you with any issue and that they will receive and be listened to with love and support. You know, simply letting them know that you are there to support and listen to them without judgment can increase the likelihood that they'll come to you when they have a problem. And that's very, very important to remember. And, and so with special needs or healthy children, these are very good rules to keep. You know, it's also the, uh, the you know, you want to create a routine, especially with special needs kids. Uh, they need to have clear boundaries at home. When they have that, that means you love them. So uncertainty about day-to-day -day schedules can, can lead to a lot of stress or anxiety in a child's life, especially if, if they're autistic or ADHD. So creating a general routine at home can provide some relief and peace for your child that they can relax into, whether it's a schedule for daily meals or a weekly movie night. You know, having clear boundaries is also important for your child to know that what's expected of them at home and minimize their feelings of frustration for both the parent and the child. You also want to know that that uh, for a child, one of the most important things you can provide is that they know that they are loved and important. And that is critical, especially with special needs kids, because they feel so alone in this world. You know, and they feel so targeted and so much of an outcast. And so when you give them that love and support, they know that no matter what they do, this increases their feelings of security and safety at home with you and your spouse and them. And, and you know, kid lo kids love to receive positive feedback and learn that they've done something well. And knowing they've done something well increases their feeling of pride, their confidence, their self-esteem. And that can stick with the child for a long, long time if you are consistent about positives. You also want to provide a positive re reinforcement for behaviors, which often encourages children to repeat that behavior. A lot of people will condemn a child but forget to compliment them and praise them, which the compliment is what's going to reinforce them doing the good stuff again and again and again. And so once again, these are, these are basics for any child, but especially special needs children, they really, really need you to heighten your behavior in these areas. You also want to encourage joyful movement like physical activity that provides an outlet for kids, which is important for both physical and mental health. And so helping them find a, a type of movement they enjoy, even from an early age, even if they're in a wheelchair, you know, this can ensure they remain engaged and interested. And if they participate in movement together, your children can also be a great way to get them involved. Also, there's a lot of, if you think about it in entertainment-wise, there's a lot of various, especially children's theater and some movie theater that actually handle uh, special needs children, where they do special needs children performances. And so it's important to tune into what your community has to offer in regards to what will help a special needs child and what will accommodate them. You also, uh, kids learn so much by watching their parents and including behaviors when it comes to emotional expression and regulation. You know, but it, it, rather than simply saying your day was good or okay, try to discuss different emotions you felt through your day when talking with your child. Talk about feelings. 
instead of how how was your day? What did you do? Who did you talk to? No, how do you feel? How did you feel today? Very important component of life, very important if you're married, and very important for your children to keep that door open. And especially special needs kids because they have enormous amounts of feelings and they go through enormous amounts of challenges in a day that are very unique to what we would consider to be a normal child. You know, and also what empowers children with special needs is involving them in decision making. You know, as adults, we feel we know what's best. So children are often left out of the decision making process. You know, it may be more appropriate for the parent to make the final decision. However, finding ways to include your child in making decisions can help them feel that they're heard and valued in their home. And something as simple as asking them whether they think you should uh, prepare something for dinner like rice or macaroni and cheese, you know, that can show them that they have a voice and give them confidence to use that voice. Very important for empowerment. And also, don't be shy. Get professional help if it's needed. Recognizing that your child needs help is a really crucial skill to have as a parent. And there may be times when it can be overwhelming or frustrating to try to handle their behavior uh, or respond in an appropriate way to their emotions. Give yourself a break. Never, ever, ever discipline out of anger. Only discipline to teach. That is the only reason. And parents are very quick to anger. And if you parent from anger, you are going to lose that safety factor with you as a parent. And so, you know, as you want to go through this process of raising special needs children, safety, safety, and love, that is the, that is the key to their developmental milestones being met. You know, you also want to give them a sense of belonging, feeling connected, you know, welcomed in essential uh, children's positive adjustment is very important. Self-identification, sense of trust in others and themselves, and building that strong positive relationships amongst, amongst their peers, amongst staff, uh, you know, and the parents and other people in the community is so important to the mental wellness of a special needs child and to a parent themselves. You know, you also, the big key to life is learning how to be resilient. And adversity is a really normal part of life. And raising a special needs children calls for enormous uh, amounts of resiliency. But it's important to overcoming challenges in good mental health, connectedness, competency, helping others, uh, you know, successfully facing difficult situations can uh, 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 foster resilience. And so what's important with a special needs child is that they're able to offer services to help other people also. And that can be a very critical, important uh, note of what you want to do when you have a special needs child is to empower them in some way to help other people. Also, developing competencies. These are very important things for children. They need to know that they can overcome challenges, accomplish goals to get through their actions. When you're raising a special needs children, this is a critical factor. You know, achieving academic success, developing individual talents and interests helps children feel competent. You know, uh, uh, I, I have a client that is special needs and he's uh, a, a master uh, piano player, just incredible. He can pick up anything and play it. 
Um, he plays for churches. He plays for schools. He plays for professionally. He teaches. He does all kinds of stuff, but he's special needs. But that is his competency, and that is where he feels confident in his life, and he thrives in that. And I think that's incredible because having that under his belt makes him feel great about his life. You know, you want to teach and reinforce positive behaviors, decision-making, you know, provide consistent expectations and support, you know, teaching children social skills, especially special needs kids, problem solving, conflict revolution. It supports really good mental health and their, their ability to have be surrounded by mentally healthy people, you know, and also physical health. You know, it supports good mental health, eating habits, regular exercise, adequate sleep, you know, helps people in special needs get through tough situations. And, and, and so we want to encourage that and, and make sure that that is a part of what we demonstrate to our child if they have special needs, that we do that and they should also do that and have them join you if that's a possibility. But also, when you have special needs children, you also need to educate people like like uh, the, the school staff, parents, students, churches, whatever, anywhere that they mix up with other people, you always want to get ahead of the game by uh, uh, getting rid of the stigmas, by allowing people to know what they're up against and what they need to prepare for so that that child can be accepted and adjusted properly into whatever environment that they're moving into. You know, it, it's also aligning uh, them with, with mental health supports in schools can be very, very, very important. Also, uh, especially with autistic and uh, awkward kids, uh, it's very important for them to have a safe place to go in school where they can maybe eat by themselves or, or be by themselves or calm down. So giving them that special place can be really important when you get them into a school environment where you're not there all the time. And also... It's really critical if you're spe if you have a special needs ch child or any child to establish a crisis response team, and that is being prepared at any time to safeguard kids' physical, mental uh, well-being. You know, school crisis teams should include relevant administrators, security people, mental health professionals, community resources, and you need to have that in your family also. That, that you have that place of crisis and you're prepared for it rather than react to it. You want to respond to crisis. You don't want to react to crisis. And so, you know, many of us have had really difficult times, especially with children during COVID, uh, children having special needs. You know, it's it's unbelievable to think about what's going to come next because we never know what's going to come next. You know, but but kids, special needs kids, are really likely to be extremely isolated during this time, as are all kids have been isolated. And so, what's really critical is to talk about them, about what's been going on, why things are the way they are, what's happening. And, and, and how our uh, political or social environment is being affected so that they can also prepare and adjust to what's going on and, and, and understand what's going on in their life. And so, you know, this is really important. Uh, also, when we get into this pandemic type of stuff, which I imagine we're going to get into this social isolation uh, throughout our whole lives now that it's been introduced to us so strongly uh, and people are so familiar with it, but we also need to 
encourage socialization because a lot of kids are developmentally way far behind what they were prior to COVID. For instance, what what may be the behavior of a second grader is probably now the, the mind of a first grader or a kindergartner, meaning that the second grader has the behavior of a kindergartner or a first grader simply because they've been socially isolated for so long. And that includes having to wear a stupid mask all the time. It's ridiculous that that happens, but they have developmentally hurt our children by doing that because they cannot read each other's behavior. They can't even hear each other. They have to eat and put their mask on. They have to eat outside. It's crazy in different states. And I know down south it's not the same, but, you know, here in Washington, these folks are crazy when it comes to, you know, wearing a mask and being cautious and all the, you know, (laughs) these kids have not been able to even you know, socialize in a normal way. And so getting them adapted to that, especially if you have a special needs kids, uh, is very important. You have to overcompensate in many ways to help them. You also, uh, you want to have a conversation with them about their limits. You want to talk to them about your concerns and your worries. And, uh, and you want to talk to them about them understanding their emotional state and the pockets of things that they may be going through and may have to go through and what you would like to keep talking to them about. You know, having a conversation with the special needs kid about what they are going through is very, very important. What they're feeling is very important. Validating them, comforting them. That is critical, not trying to fix them, not trying to solve them, not telling them what to do, but simply validating. I understand. I hear what you're saying. So what you're telling me is this and you feel like this. I get it. That allows them to vent. And that's a critical component when you have a special needs child that they have a safe place to vent because they're more than likely going to be holding a lot of feelings in due to their disabilities and trying to mask those disabilities in some way. Also, if you have special needs children, you also need to be very, very aware of being on your phone all the time. Electronics can truly distract people all over the place. And with special needs kids, they need special attention. And if you're sitting on your phone all the time, you're gonna have a really hard time uh, having a good relationship with your child and really truly taking care of their emotional needs as as well as their physical needs. All right, we're gonna take another break and we're gonna come right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. 
Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about raising special needs children. You know, if you're going to be the parent of a special needs child, you need to take self-care because that's a critical for parents raising children, living with mental or physical illnesses. You know, as parents, we tend to put our child's needs ahead of our own, but this doesn't work, you know, and there's a lot of things that we need to do to take care of ourselves. Number one is sleep. You know, nothing's more important than that. You know, cumulative sleep deprivation negatively affects our judgment, decision-making, our mood, our ability to respond instead of react. You know, if you're raising a kid, for instance, who's bipolar, you know, it's very hard to, to uh, relax your mind and let your mind and body rest. But naturally, this affects your ability to concentrate and focus, you know. And, and so we need to take care of ourselves and make sure that we are getting enough sleep. You know, food is also energy that we need to fuel our bodies. And when we're stressed, we don't eat. Some people do. And some people just eat and can't stop eating because they're seeking comfort. You know, some people can put on as much as 100 pounds dealing with a bipolar disorder uh, child. You know, that can be incredibly difficult. Also, raising an autistic, severely autistic child can be very extremely difficult. And comfort eating is a problem that parents may take on just to give themselves some sense of reward system or pleasure, you know, and it's also important to avoid substances uh, when parenting a child with mental illness. You know, substance avoidance is essential when you're raising a uh, special needs child. You know, you need to be at your best 24-7, you know, and and as much as you may uh, like a a glass of wine or a beer or whatever, you, you know, if if your your son or daughter who have special needs uh, takes off into some kind of mental uh, state of not being stable, 
uh, you need to be available. And so that can be a very difficult thing, but it's, it's, it's self-restraint is very important part of parenting a kid with special needs. Also exercise, you know, it's a stress reliever and you have to understand that the brain receives the majority of any kind of cardio that you're doing. There's nothing like a good run to help you cope with your uh, mental health crises of your children. Exercise has been proven to reduce anxiety, depression, raise self-esteem, improve sleep. And so it's important for a parent of a special needs child to take care of themselves in that way and model that for their special needs child. You know, and also seeking education about any particular physical or mental illness is also critical. You know, the more uh, you learn about their disorder and the more you learn about resources that are available at various life stages in their diagnosis is very important for you to have that tool available and that information in front of you. And it's important for you to gather that information and understand that there are groups out there that go quite possibly meet. There's people that have already collected the information that you're trying to collect. And so don't reinvent the wheel. Get online or go to the library or go so go to the city uh, mental health department or you know whatever social department of social services and find out what resources are available for your particular child with their particular disorder. Um, also, looking at yourself and uh, looking at what kind of support you need, because you may need support as a parent. And so support of a parent may be other parents who have to uh, work with kids of the same disorders. And if you have that, that may assist you in your caregiving and also taking care of your own mental illness. You know, support for parents of children with, with uh, special needs is vital and it's invaluable for parents that are raising children with particular diagnoses, particular illnesses, you know, national alliances out there that that already have resources available for you, people available for you. That is something that you as a parent want to reach out to to help yourself. Also, you need to create as a parent of kids with special needs. You also want to have a respite for yourself. And if you don't have a respite, it's going to be exhausting. You know, respite can take place in the form of a break, take temporary relief. You know, maybe yoga or a cup of coffee, walking the dog, reading, visiting a friend, grocery shopping by yourself. It may be a respite. You know, going on a vacation by yourself or with your spouse may be a respite. But also it, it's, it's so important to reach out and have people in your life that you can trust will assist you with your child. That's critical. And, and some parents get really very controlling about who or what is going to touch or be around their child. And you have to understand there's some people that can get it in the ballpark, some people that are going to be perfect or really good at what they do, and some people that are not going to be not so good. And that's how life's going to be. And so sometimes it might be that your child has to be exposed to an element that is less uh, quality as what the parent is able to deliver to the special needs child. But if it's if something you have to do to take care of yourself, that's critical. Do that. And, and and make sure you're building up those resources and teaching them how to do a better job when they don't do as good as you want them to. You know, um, kids with developmental, uh, physical, mental health challenges, they often have to deal with the strain of a different magnitude. So caring for a child with that, with special needs, is a full-time job. 
Don't kid yourself. It is a full-time job. It's overwhelming, and you cannot do it alone. Without help, you may be headed towards burnout, which negatively affects everybody in your life, including yourself. You know, consequences of chronic stress, raising kids with special needs is critical. You know, it, 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 it creates all kinds of disorders like anxiety, depression, insomnia, fatigue, marital problems. You know, chronic stress puts these parents at risk for mental issues as well. And so, you know, if you take care of yourself and you take care of your own mental health, you may not have trouble with your cortisol and your stress hormone and, you know, your, your biomarker linking everything to cancer or diabetes or to heart disease because it, it, that's what triggers it, stress. Stress and anxiety and depression can lead to an early death just because it triggers our brain to want to escape. And when our brain wants to escape, it can activate the whatever you are predispositioned to exit from this planet. It can activate any of those genes and start that process of you dying immediately. And so it's critical to take care of your mental health if you want to have a long life and help raising your special needs child and preparing them for their adult life. And if you have to be their caretaker in their adult life, maybe what kind of support you're going to need in that process for yourself. You know, you, it, most parents feel like they should, they should be able to do it all. And, and so the first thing that goes is self-care. And so forgetting to go to sleep, you know, forgetting to stay hydrated, forgetting exercise, spending time away from the child, forgetting that. Not good. Not good. You have to have balance. You know, and when you have a child whose behavior is difficult, who their needs are challenging, feeling cut off from support and empathy can contribute to the stress. And so colleagues, neighbors, friends, family, even your spouse can seem to be on another planet, but people cannot understand what you are going through. And and nobody really can understand what you are going through in particular with your particular child. But it is important for them to get a feel for that so they can assist you and step in. You have to ask. You can't just assume that people are going to step in for you. You can't assume that family is just going to pop in and help you. You have to be willing to ask. And for many people, that is very, very humbling. And many people have egos and many people have the desire to, to be perfectionist. Many people have thousands of excuses not to do something healthy. But the fact is, if you're going to have a special needs child, you have to ask for help. You cannot do it alone. You need to understand that there's different sources and different people out there and you have to build a network of people in order to reach out to. And I can't tell you that, and I keep telling you that, but I can't tell you that it's more important than anything when it has to do with special needs. You know, you have to know what am I doing for myself? What am I doing to build my support? And, and when's the last time that my spouse and I took care of each other? These are things you want to constantly ask yourself when you're raising a special needs child. You know, finding support outside the immediate family is also very, very important. And have, if, if you can move yourself away from having trust issues, which is what creates major problems and conflict in any person's life, if you're going to be a person that doesn't trust, you're going to have a really hard time uh, raising a special needs child because you're going to try to control everything. 
everything in their life, including yours, and you will drive yourself crazy. Um, and so really stepping back and understanding that, hey, I can have faith that my son or daughter is going to be fine. I can have faith that this person can do the good job. I can have faith that I did everything I could to prepare them. You're not going to always be able to control the outcomes, though. And judging the outcomes harshly may also be a, th a thing that you want to understand that you may just have to work harder at teaching someone to do the job that you need them to do in your child's life. You don't want to just give up on people when they're willing or able to help you. You know, it's very important to adapt and have them adapt to what your special needs child needs. You know, uh, um, support groups are awesome. And that's something that's also good for your child, especially if it's a support group with children with special needs and they get to know each other and understand that they're not alone in this world and, and understanding that, that, that there's activities that they may have never thought of doing that they can do because other kids are doing it too. Special needs kids are special. They learn to adapt and they learn to do things even when it's more challenging than it would be for a healthy child. And you want to encourage that and you want to display that with other kids that are doing the same thing. And also YouTube could be very helpful for that. And also, you know, some social forums can be good for you as a parent to reach into to maybe develop relationships with kids that may not be in your community. But that can be a very important thing. Taking a break for your child and yourself is also very important. Your children need time alone. Your children need time doing things that they want to do. They also, special needs kid, also need to understand that they can take care of themselves and learning how to take care of themselves when you're not around or when you're not currently available is very, very good for them. You know, it's a common situation for people to uh, uh, allow their special needs child to ask for everything when there's many things that they're perfectly capable of doing. Maybe it's a slower process, maybe it's a more complicated process, but you need to take the time to empower your special needs child. That's a very important component of raising special needs children is empowerment, empowerment, empowerment. Don't do everything for them. Empower them to do for themselves so they can have the confidence in themselves and feel good about themselves as far as how they live their life and how much control they have of their life. All of us want to have a sense of control in our life. That's critical. And so the way you empower a child is give them options. And that's important. Even if it's the option to fail can be a very important thing. You know, sometimes empowering children to also be with other children, even if their children have special needs, without you supervising every moment, that can be very freeing and very powerful for a child's life to have that time and to have that energy spent with other kids to be able to play with other kids, especially if they're kids that understand and care about a child's life. All right. That's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. And you can contact me at, through voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember... Parenting difficult children is the reason we have iced coffee. And believe me, I've got mine right here. <laughs> Having one child makes you a parent. 
Having two children makes you a referee. Also, the greatest time to worry about your child's safety is when they roll their eyes and talk back to you. <laughs> also, trying to clean your house while raising children is like shoveling your driveway during a blizzard. Thank you for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 